Creeping out of the swamps of South Florida Coming to you from the Grove Bitcoin Grove This is Captain Brunch And this is Chimp Live on June 3rd, 2023 I'm glad you remember I, I know, completely I almost forgot, forgot. <laughs> I almost forgot to say I the date We always forget to say the date uh, crap, The I'm date's important the because people People want to know when they're listening In the future like when we're recording this, because we talk about things like we talk about events and then they're like, when did that happen? Like, what are they talking about? So no, okay, the June real reason 3rd, is the real reason Saturday. when I go to edit everything, I have to know when it is <laughs> anyway. So what's going on brunch? Well, you know, it's been a tough week actually because, oh, um, you know, so like I got this job and I, like, I just passed my 30 days and um only been 30 days my 90 days okay i was gonna say what's you that? know saturday night lit what you're gonna do uh so i passed the 90 days and um you know this job like when i got the job they were like you know we kind of do everything here we're, we don't really like just do one kind of thing so you know like maybe sometimes you're gonna be doing different kind of things and i'm like okay you know that's cool i'm i'm a versatile human being i can i can cope with different circumstances but they hired me to be a yacht electrician so, right. So you know, I'm supposed to be working on electrical, but they're like, you know, hey, we've got this uh, this problem with like a toilet system, and so they sent me to like work on this toilet system. It wasn't flushing because it wasn't able to like get a vacuum. So there's a pump on the other side of the toilet. So after you're done with your business, like the pump creates this vacuum, so it can <laughs> like suck all your business and where shoot is the it story the going? The story going is that this is a, a very unpleasant kind of work to do and uh you know I, I lament i lament and so that's how i'm doing how, how are you doing chimp shit's getting real that's <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. yeah, curse yes. that's one one, one hey, down for I'll you i'll take it uh, i was worth it yeah it was I, i've used <laughs> you that. set me up you set me that's up for sure. son of a butt <laughs> well i will that'll be my first one and i'm sure you'll end up with two i won last time so all right who's counting you me you are for counting. sure <laughs> So uh, how's your week been? Good. I was up late last night preparing my research documents to get somebody fired. So oh. I'm still on that. Yeah, I've is been it obsessed the same about person? it. Yeah, it's the same person, of course. Wow. When are you going to get rid of them? How's I'll that? find out Monday because, you know, I have to, like, make my argument. It's like a court case, basically. So I had to, like, get the exact documents. This happened. That happened. That happened. So. Well, because this day and age, like, people will, I mean, they'll apply for unemployment and then you have to, like, as a company have to approve that. And then if they were a horrible employee, if they were like irresponsible, if they were stealing time or something like that, then, you know, are you going to approve that? So you want to document it to be able to prove like, yeah, this person was fired for a really good reason. Right. Or. Yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying not to look at it as revenge, Mm -hmm. but. (laughs) So, you know, I think the, I think I've been thinking about getting a new job. What? I was yeah. waiting for that. Eventually it was going to come. I don't, you know, I was really happy at you first. You were setting it up. This you is like the third toilet I've had to work on as an electrician. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it's just... Okay, but look at it this way. When your toilet is on the fritz, you'll know what to do. You won't have to hire somebody. You'll be like, yeah, I got this. I already know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to ever own a yacht. And it's as simple as that. that too. Yachts are not practical vessels. They're very impractical. And so, you know, like I would love to have a boat one day, but it's just not going to be a yacht. It's going to be a much more practical, like com- kind of commercial vessel. 
Oh, best of luck. Yeah. So we're over here at Bitcoin Grove again. This is like the third time in a row, which is like so tantalizing. It makes me so happy. Yeah, I think this is a new home for sure. Oh, wow. Wow. To hear you say that. Is, it's going to be is, official when you buy a bag to put all this stuff in and then it'll be official. Well, send me to a retailer that sends good bags. Oh, for I'm those sending kinds of it right now. Don't you worry. So I recently had the idea, you know, because I'm trying to like encourage the development of Bitcoin Grove. And so I recently had the idea of, of we should do like Bitcoin Grove events, like monthly events. Kind of member focused, but uh, <laughs> we just had a guest walk into the room and that door needs some WD-40 for sure. So um, events. The first one that's going to happen is actually happening tomorrow night. It you can is, move all that stuff. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just that we're making a, a seating arrangement for our special person who walked in. Please continue. So Bitcoin Grove Poker Night. Oh. So Sunday, June 4th, which is tomorrow. We're going to have poker night. So if you're a member of Bitcoin Grove or if you're friends with a member of Bitcoin Grove, you should come to Bitcoin Grove poker night. And otherwise, you should become a member because, you know, it's members only and friends of members. <laughs> Is that our sponsor's message for the evening? I don't know. Do we have any sponsors? By the way, you know, like last time we, we missed a boost. Uh, and it okay. really broke my heart because, you know, we had one of our, our, our previous guests sending us a boost. Which, for anyone who's like listening to the podcast for the first time, boosts are when people are listening on a modern podcast app like Fountain, Breeze, Podverse, Curiocaster. No, Curiocaster's a host, right? No, Curiocaster, yeah. It's, okay, it's, it's so a, a app. bunch yeah. of podcast apps, and then you could send people Bitcoin directly through the podcast app. So Dame had sent us a boost, and we never... No, no, no. Anonymous via Podverse. Send <laughs> us a boost. Okay, and what the boost say... <laughs> Yo, tune in from Cali. Okay, well, thank you, Dame. We appreciate the boost. Um, since I since I totally interrupted the flow of, of, of conversation to talk about that, have any other boosts? No. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> that's so sad. So if you happen to be listening to this, why don't you make me happy by sending us a boost? You just go ahead and like press the boost button on a modern podcast app, which you can get at podcastapps.com. That's podcastapps.com. Podcastapps.com. Beautiful. So, you know, we had an interesting occurrence this week, and uh, so I, I brought a guest onto the show uh, to talk about this interesting occurrence. So through Bitcoin Brunch, I got this email talking about something called STEM Day, which is like science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Oh, yeah, you mentioned this. Yeah, so they were like, okay, come to STEM Day, and I was, you know, reaching out to different people saying, hey, like, you know... I'll, I can't go because I'm going to work that day, but it would be really cool to have a presence there. So I put the feelers out and then, you know, a, a few people said that they could go. And luckily enough, one of them was uh, Sophie, Internet Sophie, who I have got on the show today. And Sophie, welcome. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. So you volunteered to, to represent Bitcoin at STEM Day. What, what was that? What was that like? Tell us about it. It was honestly a humbling experience to be able to talk to the youth. Um, the youth. The youth, yes. The people who are entering the workforce. What differentiated us from everybody else at Career Day, STEM Day, um, was the fact that we were there on our own volition. We weren't there represented by any single company, any single entity. We were there on behalf of Bitcoin because we really want these kids to understand what it's like to save in Bitcoin. 
Some of these kids have jobs already. They're already saving. They already know what it's like to be out in the real world and they haven't even reached the age of 17. They haven't even reached the age of consent. And they understood exactly what we were telling them when we explained that the dollar that they're saving today wasn't the same dollar that they were saving six months ago, nine months ago, two years ago. And they understood Bitcoin right away just from their real world experience. And being able to give them an alternative and give the next generation hope was one of the most fulfilling experiences that I've ever had, honestly. Seeing the pictures was very, made me very happy to see the pictures. I mean, I wish I could be there, but I'm so happy that we could be there. What made you decide to like step up and and volunteer to do that? Well, I'm in a phase of my life where I'm obviously thinking about having kids. I'm thinking about starting a family and I'm thinking about what my legacy is going to be and what the next generation has to deal with. I'm thinking about how I can become the best mom, the best parent, the best example to future generations. At first, you know, I'm a music artist, first and foremost. I have a couple of songs out and, you know, for the longest time I thought, sorry, I thought that like my mark on the world was going to be through music and maybe it will be, but since Bitcoin has entered my life, it has completely changed me and the saying is true, Bitcoin changes you. And um, I think eventually like this next era of my life is going to change me. So I want to make a difference in the world by talking to people about Bitcoin, educating them. I went out on the streets with Mars and we were asking people, do you buy Bitcoin? And the majority of people said no. And when we asked them why or why not, they said, we're just not educated enough on it. We just don't know enough about it. And right now, people still see Bitcoin as an investment instead of something that is going to completely revolutionize every single aspect of our lives. You know, people think that we're crazy when we're saying that. And when we talk about it on the street, they're just like, "Uh," like, we don't really want to think about that. People just want to stay on their phones, on social media and just like avoid. Yeah, but can you blame them? There's been so many scams from, you know, (laughs) all the time. So it's like... Yeah. But that's where the education aspect comes in. Yeah, because well, then can you blame us? No, I think, <laughs> I think that's where technology comes in, and that's where the internet came in. Maybe before the internet, they could have gone away with this. They could have completely fooled us into thinking that the only system we had to follow was theirs, which is corrupt, and it's based on, you know, making favors for other people. It's not based on proof of work. But now that we have access, unlimited access at that, to information and we can talk to each other and we are globalized in the sense that we don't need these big central institutions to actually tell us what to do. And Bitcoin is the thing that gives us the power to do that. Man, that's that's something else. (laughs) Well, I think about how important money is in our lives. And so, like, so much of why we go to school is just so that we can be successful at making money in the world. So if Bitcoin is a better money, if it's a money that allows us to have better lives, like, to me, it's it's just so natural for us to be so passionate about it. You never give me your money. You only <laughs> give me your funny paper. <laughs> what ages are we talking about with the kids? 
They were between the ages of 14 and 17. Okay, cool. I think a lot of them haven't turned 18 yet. Or at least the ones that did did not stop by. And what was what was the, what was the reception like? Like, did you feel like they were really engaged, or were they were just following? Um, were they just you know trying to be a good student and you know answering the questions, or they seemed really engaged? Like, you know, it's hard to say because in this country they don't teach us any financial literacy, and so and I think that that's done on purpose. I think a lot of people want kids to be conditioned to following a certain set of rules and following because that's the easiest way to control people. And so when you talk to them about something like Bitcoin, you start to ask them, do you know where your money comes from? Do you understand that someone who's more powerful than you can just print money and you have to earn it through working? And, and they're just like, no, like there's no way. Like it, it's it's difficult to understand that when everything around you is so normalized and you so like used to, you know, just your day to day. So the, in some ways, I think that it's going to take something catastrophic to really make people care. And that's why the reception isn't, you know, so enthusiastic there were one or two kids who first of all one of them bought bitcoin in 2010 <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. one of them bought bitcoin in 2010 and he knew exactly what we were talking about and another one knew about inflation so that was like the extent but to make kids care about finance about their money about like where their value is going towards it's it's very difficult to do of course, you got to earn money and pay your bills. It's difficult to do it just for, for adults. So yeah. imagine for kids who like their world is so normalized through like their parents taking care of them. Granted, like I said before, some of them have jobs. They they experience what it's like to save. Still, you know, it's it's hard to conceptualize the idea that, you know, you're being scammed by your government, essentially. Life is a scam. Well, then we, like, we don't even think about the money. That's what I say so often is like most people have no conception of how the money works. So it's to even relate it to the, you know, the government, the government controlling the money, you know, government just creates the money. I don't think most people have like a conception of this. It's not a part of their day-to-day consciousness. No, it's more so the, the the end user experience. Like, what am I getting with the I money? I mean, you know you need it, right? Like, you're hungry and you know you go to the supermarket and then they take dollars. Like, so I need dollars so I can buy something from the supermarket. So, like, it's just, there's this habituation or, like, we're so used to these patterns and we never question, like, why are things the way they are? Yeah, you don't think about the gas. You just want the car to take you somewhere. So, yeah, for sure. So, uh, Internet Sophie, I kind of just threw you right into the fire. Why don't you tell us, uh, who are you? So uh, I'm Internet Sophie. Like I mentioned, I'm a music artist. I'm from Miami, Florida. I'm also dating uh, the host and creator of Simply Bitcoin, which um, shout out to Nico. (laughs) Hey, Nico, what's up? Um, Who got me into this mess. (laughs) I wouldn't be so fiery and passionate if it wasn't for him. Um, and uh, we we uh, just got engaged. We're very happy. Whoa, and just congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> living, living the life. And, you know, because of him, I'm honestly lucky enough to be thinking about the future, to be thinking about kids, to be thinking about having a family and about Bitcoin and 
a better tomorrow. So, you know, definitely big shout out to him. <laughs> That's something really interesting that you said there about, you know, I feel like when you start to understand Bitcoin, you understand that you do have the power to affect your future. Like your decisions and your effort, your work can change the outcomes. Absolutely. So you're a musician. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What's, what's up with that? So I went to uh, Clive Davis Institute of Recorded Music at NYU. It's a Tisch program, and that was a whirlwind. Uh, before that, I worked with a really big music mogul here in Miami, Emilio Stefan. He's uh, <laughs> Gloria Stefan's husband. Huge shout out to Emilio, who gave me a huge jump start in my career. Uh, I was on a reality TV show called The Vineyard. Uh, it was on ABC Family for one season and one season only because <laughs> the buck stopped at season one. We just weren't, we, we honestly, the problem with that was that we all got along in the house. Oh, no drama. And so there was no drama. There was no like. Doesn't no make for good TV. wine bottles at anyone. Yeah, but if they would have told, because like they were so trying to make it like as real as possible and. That just doesn't work. Like, TV. that's not TV, really. Like, <laughs> just, it, it is reality, but it's not TV. So, <laughs> so. That's I, not what sells. There were even things that, I mean, I won't mention, but I gave the producers certain ideas to, like, spice things up that they did. But nonetheless, we didn't get a season two because it was just, no. And then, like I said, I went to NYU. Um, after that, I worked in the Caribbean for a couple of years. And so I went the independent route and started writing a bunch of songs. And right now, uh, like I said, I fell down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and I'm making content for Simply Bitcoin. So that's that's been super fun. Um, and I'm looking for producers. So anyone who wants to collab, <laughs> I'm completely open. I have songs. Uh, but yeah, that's a little bit about me. So... Are you a singer? You're like yeah, I'm a singer. Um, I'm also an audio engineer. Ooh. I know how to produce, but like I suck at arrangements, so <laughs> I don't I don't produce my own music. It's just it's it's honestly difficult. So, but yeah. I do write and record all of my shit. So, I mean, same here, that. same here. Arrangement <laughs> is really hard, <laughs> dude. Arrangement, fucking, you have to be like on some Mozart shit for that. Like honestly, like. Production is really, really difficult. My hat's off to anybody who can do it. That's just not me. <laughs> I realize though, because I mostly write on the guitar and I realize that I just like, because I'll stream write, like I'll just like come up with something and I'll just have to record it or I lose it. But I realize that I need to break up the different melodies or rhythms I'm trying to do on the guitar into different instruments. Yeah. So like I'm trying to play everything at once, but no, I need to break it down. Like this is one part and this is actually another instrument. This is another instrument. No, but if you know so. how to play an instrument, that actually makes it so much easier. I never really learned how. I know how to play chords, you know, from guitar tab and stuff like that. But I, I really have a long way to go when it comes to arrangement. And I've been thinking of taking DJ classes because I feel like that's the best way to learn like the waves of how to ride a song. And once you learn that, you learn production and you learn arrangement. So, you know, that's in the her the future horizons. I do want to take DJing classes, so watch out. I think that's a good <laughs> idea. That's a good yeah. idea. So, like, have you written any 
Bitcoin themed song? I have. I have. Actually, the song that I have out right now under Internet Sophie, it's called Planet Wavy. Uh, I mentioned Bitcoin in the bridge. I, I say, I want BTC to hit a milli. I want to say I told you so. Illy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. You know, because it's like something I think about all the time. Like I have, I've never, I'm a, I'm a singer and a songwriter also, but I've never written a Bitcoin song, but I feel like we need to start like creating Bitcoin songs. I have because- another Bitcoin <laughs> song. Hold up. I will, <laughs> I will bring that up. <laughs> Let me see. It's been a, a really long time since I, but I, I remember it's called BTC baby. Not even like, is, is it on the internet? Like we, could we, no, it's definitely not on the internet. Oh, okay. So this is like some real underground. Uh, yeah, no, this is like the song. Th- this is what B-sides. I'm saying. I have a bunch of songs that I've written. I just need like the production for it. Yeah. And I actually have someone who worked on this production. You're preaching to the choir. You're preaching yeah, to the choir. Honestly, that's like the hardest part. Everyone thinks that the hardest part, it's like the lyrics, the melt. No, dude, it's the production. Without the production, without the music, you have no music. Yeah. So, but yeah, this is like the song. I have it in my notes. We're looking at a bunch of lyrics. Nice. That's nice. I would love to uh, look at those lyrics at another time. <laughs> if I if I knew the chords to it, I could tell someone to play it on guitar, but but I don't. I mean, maybe I could sing it a cappella later. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. So, um. So you 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 mentioned before the show, but like I guess um, I want you to, to say it again to go back to the STEM day. That was like an invitation from I guess it's like an organization that does those kinds of things at different schools. So, like, what is the future for the South Florida Bitcoin community? You know, reaching out to students so based on that event. I think that there are a couple of ways that this could go down. Um, Back in the early 2000s, the way that they started integrating the internet into education, I remember because I lived through it, was by literally renting out laptops to kids. You could take that same approach and start renting out gold cards, uh, not ledgers anymore, but <laughs> treasures or you know whatever type of cold wallet and making it part of like what used to be computer class, you know, like you, you start teaching kids how to, or you make it an elective or you make it an after school program. Like you could have kids at Bitcoin Grove as an educational after school program that gives them a leg up on how to buy Bitcoin, how to trade in Bitcoin, maybe how to set up a miner, how to set up a node. All of this education is absolutely vital to the next generation because this is a way for them to get out of the system that the Fed has created for us. And do you know what it is that we can't buy a house right now? Our generation can't afford shit right now. Like these kids have a way out if they learn how to do this stuff now. If if their parents understand this or if they understand that like, at, at the very base level, like what's going on with the economy and they understand that this is some form of, even if they see it in investment terms, an investment alternative, because everything else they've tried just hasn't worked. And they put their kids in some sort of program like this, 
where they can just hang out with Bitcoiners. They can just understand what's going on in the news in terms of their monetary value. Maybe they can find a job with other Bitcoiners so that they can get ahead of the curve. It's, you know, we do it through experience. The proof of work is there in every single aspect of this. And I think that in terms of education, we just have to incentivize people to come and learn about it in person and have the experiences that we've had that have orange pilled us and taken us to this conversation that we're having right now. Right. There's usually such a big focus on like coding, 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 but there's so much more to like I realize a lot of people don't even understand like how how balances work or interest or anything like that. So even in our current financial system, people don't understand things or how their money goes here or there. It's just a matter of swiping or tapping and then you're good to go. So there's so much more that's going on in the background that's enslaving us, as we say. Yeah, I mean, the edu- the system in general is just insidious in nature because they make you think that they are so valuable, that they are the owners of knowledge, that they are the end-all be-all, and they want the best for us when in reality they have their own incentives. And they're not incentives that are good for the community or the public. So what are the next steps? Like, what, where are the next places? How else can we, you know, what are the next things that we're going to do to reach out to more students? Like, are, is there another STEM day coming up to, do we know yet? Well, like like I had mentioned to you, I mean, I mentioned to you off the pod, uh, we're working with one of the organizers who invited us to STEM Day, and she has connections with a school that we're looking at, if you guys happen to be listening, iTech in Miami. This is a magnet high school for uh, technology-oriented careers. They have two different uh, tracks. One of them is for programming, and the other one is for research and like labs and stuff with computers. Um, So we're definitely looking at them to start and get a gauge on how kids who are already interested in tech would respond to Bitcoin education. Um, And then from there, we would probably take it to private schools. And then if we see that it works in private schools and charter schools, we would probably petition it to the city so that we offer as an elective uh bitcoin education so Ooh. everything is step by step but we need to we need to try it out first like you know where we think it might work all right to capstone this conversation about the uh stem day what would you say to any bitcoiners who may be listening to this podcast in the future um you know, like I, I know Bitcoiners all over the country, all over the world who they don't really know a lot of other Bitcoiners, uh, but maybe they feel passionate about it. Let's say someone had an opportunity to do something like this in their local community. Is it something that you would recommend to other Bitcoiners to put themselves on the line, put themselves out there, be vulnerable in front of all these strangers and to talk about Bitcoin? Is that something you'd recommend? Absolutely. You have nothing to lose. Because, like I said, the thing that differentiated us from every person at Career Day was the fact that we were there on our own volition as volunteers. Um, So that obviously means that we're invested. We have skin in the game, baby. (laughs) And nobody is paying us to do this. And we know that by telling a couple of people, especially kids who don't have 
like any purchasing power. Like it's not like we're going to make our bags any bigger. You know, we're not shilling something like these shit coiners who like try to get a bunch of people to buy because whatever, like we genuinely think that this is going to better humanity. We think that this is going to change the world and you know, some people call us Bitcoin evangelists and I know that's how we sound. We sound like we're in a cult, but, (laughs) but it's definitely a long game, but you know, this is, this is why we're doing it. It's not to, we, the incentives are there for so much more than just our greed. Um, this makes humanity better. This ends corruption. This makes us more efficient this makes us better people. Like one of the things that orange pilled me the most once was the fact that like in order to, it would take a lot more money to hack someone's wallet. So it decentivizes stealing and incentivizes you to earn your worth in Bitcoin because over time it will be, it will become more and more valuable. So that in and of itself just, better is humanity and that's why we're doing what we're doing and that's why you should do this in your community talk to kids talk to to the parents especially first talk to the parents and um talk to them about bitcoin explain to them how this makes the community better there are so many things happening in the news that are worrisome that are that are changing day to day our culture is ridden with with a lot of bullshit right now that we are trying to, you know, fight against. And so the best thing that you can do is buy Bitcoin and just not have to deal with it and and opt out of the system that has been fucking everyone over. Cool. So how can people find your work, listen to your music, any of that kind of stuff? Just to be clear, like I just started this. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I the the reason that this was, <laughs> I sh- I probably I probably should like explain. Um, it took Nico two years to orange pill me. I've been with him for seven years in this, like, it's a long story, but like in the last seven years, it took two years for him to orange pill me. And so when I was at the Bitcoin conference, I met with Hector Alvaro, who is on Twitter and, you know, we, we connected and we were talking about this, about how important it is to orange pill the next generation and he was the one who invited me to STEM day, right? Um, so, so yeah, I just started this. <laughs> like, don't expect to find any like PhD work on my fucking Twitter right now. Um, but you can find me at Internet Sophie. Definitely don't lose your passion. Oh, absolutely not. Like this has become one of the most important things that I could do in my life. Um, I'm here for the fight. I'm here to, you know, help make the world a better place through improving our monetary system. And yeah. Well, thanks for coming on Saturday Night Lit. Thank you guys for inviting me.
So the date has been set, and the ne- my next scene in the Bitcoin Executor will be happening. Oh, will be recorded my God. In, it's been like years. No, Jeez. no. It hasn't been years. We filmed the first scene last year, uh, late last year, I think. And the next scene will be filmed in July. Uh, I already have the some of the wardrobe came in. I'm mm. real excited. Uh, I'm very excited. So cool. You know, um, are you going to like practice your acting skills? You know, like yeah, I'm definitely going to be practicing my lines because I have a rehearsal coming up in two weeks, and I just want to make sure that you know I'm not wasting everyone's time <laughs> not knowing my line. I'm not famous enough to walk onto a set and not know my lines. You don't want to be that guy. No, not not until um that guy. Very cool, very cool. And uh speaking of wardrobe, so you know, going through all these shirts that I got during the conference, so many shirts. And I already have so many shirts from like the conferences over the last 2 years. And I was having this discussion with my mom about you know, like what shirts should I keep? What shirts should I not keep? What shirts should I give away? If I give away shirts, like should I give them away to Bitcoiners because they're Bitcoin shirts or should I give them away to like Brazilians because they're in like nice new American clothes? Definitely the latter. <laughs> this is what I ended up doing with a like a pile. Like I think it was like four or five shirts. And then, and then I started to think about like shirts that, they have like cool designs or they say something really interesting on them, but then they've got some company logo and I don't really like the company. And then what are you supposed to do? Well, you know, a shirt is to be worn for warmth for, you know, <laughs> to go out. That's why you're going to give it to people about who need the it. Function. <laughs> I'm not talking about the function. Like, so, you know, for most of my life, I've avoided wearing shirts with branding yeah, I remember when we were in the band, you would yell at everybody for putting on any sort of brand where we're doing a show. No, don't wear that. It has to be plain, <laughs> black or whatever, but no logos. Yeah, so you know how I am. So, you know, so. You know, I'll, yet all the amplifiers and all the drums have logos on well, them. You can't, I mean, you know, what it, but I would turn the lights off if like the speaker had like a little light, you know, so the logo would come on. I would turn the light off. I remember that too. So that's, you know. That's that's the way I would. But and then that one vegan show, I had to like cover up the leather. <laughs> oh man! So, but you know, but for some reason, I kind of have like this soft spot or I, like a forgiveness for big because because there's some really cool Bitcoin shirts from some shitty companies. Whoops, that's one for me. Yes, one to one, baby. <laughs> I'm um, gonna win. We got time. We got time. So I don't know, but I, I think I've reached the point where I have enough good Bitcoin shirts that like have no company logos on them that I can relinquish the ones that have logos on them. Did I ever tell you I went to, um, what's that place called? <laughs> Burlington Coat Factory. And I found a bunch of like... Um, Burlington Coat Factory, wear more than great coats. That's how you can tell I don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> I don't know what I mean, that's from years ago. Okay, right, you well, went to Burlington Coat Factory, what happened? There was a bunch of um, Bitcoin shirts there. What? Yeah. I, I got to bring it. It's um, some, it was some sort of talk show or something. I wonder something. if they came from Rich Never Settle. No, it was something else. It was like someone talk. All right. So, you know, whatever. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to curate my Bitcoin shirt collection because I've got like a lot of Bitcoin shirts now at this point. I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you have any Bitcoin clothing? Yeah. That's, I, bought, I, bought, I bought what I found. 
Oh, like you bought everything that they... That the two shirts I found, yeah. Oh, there were only two. Okay. Yeah. So... Uh, they, they were in great shirts. It was just fun to see it. Yeah, uh, it's a novelty, right? Like two bucks, so why not? All right, so I got I got a I got a story to tell. It's very very it's hot off the press. <clears throat> all right, let me get comfortable, right. right? Go. Okay, so I was here at Bitcoin Grove this morning because I was like awake and early, and I'm like, okay, let me go and be productive. I'm gonna write. So I was in the conference room, and the sun was coming in through the window, and it was trees outside and every once in a while like a train and i'm like riding and then on my way home you remember how i told you i bought like this uh drawing by bitcoin apex no okay so last year i bought this drawing by bitcoin apex and it's a really cool like drawing it's super like it's like a i don't remember which saint it is but like it's like this saint and he's got like this staff and he's like standing on top of like a demon i think it's beelzebub <laughs> it's saint michael but um but like the head of the demon on this drawing though because like it's it's a, it's a statue that's in um like i think it's in germany but in the drawing he puts the word fiat on the demon's head and then uh like the staff has like a bitcoin on it whatever he's like you know totally like reimagined it as a bitcoin imagery and i have so, to look this up <laughs> saint michael Biel. i can't even spell beelzebub <laughs> No, it's not like that. Uh, you know what I've got? Okay. I found it. You did? Yeah. Oh, no. Maybe not. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's the one. Okay. So, anyway. So, it's kind of like, no, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to find it. So, like, I really like this artist, Bitcoin Apex, and I can't really afford, like, one of his original works, but I bought a print. And uh, here, I'm going to pass this around. Oh. Giancarlo says, chuck those branded tees. <laughs> Panda says, eBay them, make some money. Flip them for sats. And here, look at, oh. look at the picture. Okay, so this is the picture, right? Oh, cool. <clears throat> okay, so I bought one of 21 prints, uh, which, you know, like the... And then in the background, it says Satoshi Nakamoto. This is a lot of things in the background. It's a pretty detailed photo. I mean, a pretty detailed picture. Yeah, one of 21. So it's a one of 21 Mutable. print. And the reason why I bought it was because when I bought it, you know, I'm a sucker for a sale. And he was giving away a free print with the purchase of like, of one of his prints. So I'm like, oh, I love free stuff. So I bought this, uh, you know, I bought the print. And it's pretty cool, right? So I've been, I've been wanting to get a frame for it. And I was looking online and it was really hard to find like a frame that I liked. And I found this frame from Germany. Another frame story? Are you serious? We're yeah. getting, going back to the frame thing? Because I remember you mentioned this, the frame oh, from Germany. Okay, well, okay. So this is the story coming full This is the conclusion, circle. okay. Not quite yet, but we're, you know, uh, this is, we're getting to another cycle in the story. I'm at the so, edge of my seat here. So there was a frame from Germany, but I, I, like, I asked some people about, like, okay, should I just buy a frame online or what should I do? And they're like, no, 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 you got to go to a framing person because it's not just like buying the right size, but it's also making sure that you fit it right. And it's like, you know, there's all these little details. And if you don't know what you're doing, it's not going to come out perfect. And I want it to come out perfect because it's like a nice piece of fine art. And so on the way home from Bitcoin Grove, I'm like, you know what, let me just stop in at a frame store. And so I stop in at a frame store on 163rd Street. The guy's been there for a bunch of years, apparently. Yep. It's like right near where the comic shop is. Mm -hmm. So I go into this, this frame store, and I'm like looking at all the different frames, and I find like, I look at this like one very ornate 
What was a comic shop? <laughs> yeah, what was a comic shop? So, so th- they had this really ornate black. It's like all black, and it's got all this like I don't know, like these shapes and curves and angles, and I don't know, it's just like very sexy. And I'm like, ooh, like I like this black. And so, you know, the guy basically sold me a, this black frame um, that you probably spent way too much on. Yeah, it was three hundred fifty dollars. So. I ended up spending more on the frame than I did on the print, but I'm, but you know, I didn't buy the print like for the value of it monetarily. I bought the print for the value of it. Like I, I appreciate the art and this is my way of supporting that artist. I wanted to support that artist. And I also wanted to have a piece of their art. And he sent me like a certificate, the certificate that's like signed and it says like, this is, you know, one of 21. So, you know, like it's like, it's serious. So, you know, soon I will have a really nice framed piece of artwork. And you can put it next to your, um, next to your white paper. Which is over here at Bitcoin Grove. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I may, you know, put it in Bitcoin Grove because it's like a serious piece of Bitcoin fine art. And All right. So are you ready for the chimp challenge? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, but we're going to do it. So let's right, just... I mean, we can hold no, it off. No, we can do it. We're going to do it. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it. Let's just uh, rip the God, bandage it's off. Be <laughs> okay, Are so you going to remind everyone of what, what the hell we're Yes, doing? so Chimp Challenge is, um, I, I wrote something real quick. It's only like a minute 38 and it repeats. So Gosh. it's, um, you'll see. It's just guitar. It's, not, it's, it's nothing complicated. But yeah, just, are you going to stick with the theme or are you just going to go? Let's see what happens. So the challenge was uh, Captain Brunch over here has to, Improvise I'm to the tune now. that he's never heard. You do this all the time. I haven't done this in months. <laughs> all right. Without further ado, this is Chimp Challenge number one. Where am I? What am I doing? The days go by. It's all pursuing some. Yes. <laughs> so now we need a name, and that's the fifth song. Oh, that was 
That was so stressful. That was that. That would have been really stressful. Like I was like, is this a real song right now? Like (laughs) it was good. Well, that's that's the challenge, right? Is to like, can we make it seem like a real song? I mean, in 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 a way, it is, right? It's just an improvised (laughs) thing. Beautiful, love it. Because we used to do music all the time. Wow, that was like this is why I live for moments like these. <laughs> Did you do you feel like you just went on a roller coaster? Yeah, in a way. Like yeah, I'm like I'm sweating and I would be sweating right maybe now. Me too. Like, like props to you. It was more like seven minutes in heaven than a roller coaster, maybe. <laughs> How long was that loop? Uh one thirty eight. Yeah, like oh my god, I'm I'm amazed yeah. I survived that. And I literally that came was... up with it like five hours ago. <laughs> I'm oh, like, you made that? Yeah, I was trying to write. I'm trying to record it. I'm That's like, the other oh my part God. of the challenge. Hey, <laughs> I really like that that chord progress. Like you, that was really nice. Actually, you, I really like that. Yeah, wow. Like we we had a band. It was called Mother. We wrote a bunch of songs. We did a bunch of local shows. We we held this like concert called Mother's Garden, where we invited like some of our friends' bands, and then we would all play. At Naomi's Garden. At Naomi's Garden, <laughs> where I host Bitcoin Brunch every Sunday from 10, 10 to 3. three. <laughs> Come through with your hungover ass. Yeah, it's a great place to recover from a hungover, hangover. Nothing like numbers and Bitcoin <laughs> and, and, and complex ideas for and, hangover. And some curry goat. Well, we talk, mm-hmm. about, we talk about whatever we want. Like, whatever's on people's minds... That's like, I never have an agenda other than when I write, which I have been writing. I mean, I was able to finish two like little essays today. So that's at least two weeks of Bitcoin brunch where I know I can read a little thing. Cause like I, I, after I started doing brunch for several months, I decided to start like writing so that, because there was all these like shit coiners coming to Bitcoin brunch. Cause it was like a regular bitcoin thing and all the crypto people wanted to do bitcoin things so i'm like uh, and like i don't want to tell people what to talk about like no you can't talk about that but i i also wanted to kind of tell people what to talk about so i started writing these little essays that at 2 p.m i would like read to the whole group to kind of like okay we've all like been all over the place all day now like let's let me just give you one little focus and maybe we could think about this for a little while and so for like the you know hopefully it sparks conversation and so but it's hard to do it every week you guys should debate all the shit coiners <laughs> i mean i did i debated like a lot of people for like <laughs> he eventually week booted after one. week after week bro <laughs> wow, you, that is so entertaining did you put that on video no no you no <laughs> okay but you know what but here you need to film that that is the essays are on gold. video though and I the essays a, are recorded there's a funny idea for a show though like i have a show idea it's called shill and tell and Basically, you have a panel of Bitcoiners and then you have a shitcoiner trying to shill their shitcoin whatever to the Bitcoiners. Shill tank. <laughs> shill tank. It's, that's the idea. it's kind of like a shark tank, you know? And so if they're willing, if they have the guts to like go in front of a group of, you know, like they're not going to curse them out or anything, but they're going to totally r- like rip their thing apart. I think that would be very entertaining. Oh, that is, that's already like, I want to know what that <laughs> would be like. And I mean, we have like a pre-interview moment. It's like, so how do you think that you're going to do shilling <laughs> to the Bitcoiners? Um, 
I think that I'm going to be able to convince them. I mean, I've had like 20 venture capitalists <laughs> interested in my shit coins. So I have no doubt. I mean, we're the first decentralized, really decentralized currency that actually has value. Unlike Bitcoin. Like, shut and there's up. no <laughs> fees. Yeah. And there's no fees. And there's no fees. <laughs> That's the peak of the pyramid scheme. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's funny because there was this moment in the Bitcoin brunch network chat where someone was saying, hey, I'm putting on this event like there's going to be a debate. And I'm like, I'm, I'm putting the word out here to see if anyone wants to represent the Bitcoiners. And then some BSV guy comes out of nowhere and starts chatting. And so then I have to come and like say and ask the original poster like, when you said Bitcoin, did you mean BSV? <laughs> that the other guy realizes that I'm like totally calling him out. And he's like, no, no, it's like, it's not what I'm saying. I'm like, no, no, not in Bitcoin Brunch Network chat. <laughs> you just like cross your fingers at them. <laughs> it's just, and just the, the dishonesty and the manipulation of like BSV is the real Bitcoin. It just drives me crazy. And I always I tell this story pretty often that there was this one time at Bitcoin brunch and this guy is like standing next to me outside of the restaurant. And I don't remember what the circumstances were exactly, but he's like, you know, Bitcoin SV is the real Bitcoin, right? And he was 100% serious. And so I'm like traumatized by things like that. I have traumas like that too. <laughs> I have trauma stories like that. I lived in Puerto Rico for a time with my parents and, uh, you know, a lot of shit coiners went to Puerto Rico. Uh-huh, yeah. Amongst them was this Russian dude who made a shit coin and I was telling him about how I had recently rebranded as a music artist to Internet Sophie and he was like, you should be Metaverse Sophie. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. Because if you're metaverse, Sophie, then I can have you shilling my NFT, which gives, which can be bought in my token. And and he was like trying to put me on to his coin <laughs> and like making me change my name to metaverse, so, which is That's, so cringe, right? Like, uh, no shame. Yeah, and it should so be I'm MV like, Sophie. MV. I'm like, I can't do that. I, I only buy Bitcoin. He's like, but why you buy Bitcoin? You have to pay so much for one Bitcoin. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'm like, yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, but you don't have to buy like a whole Bitcoin. I'm like, why the fuck am I explaining this? Anyway, so he's like, I know, but people psychologically, they buy one dollar and they get twenty thousand of my token. So I'm like, uh, I'm like, right. And then I was like, but how much is your token worth? Pennies. But if it gets to one dollar, psychologically, people buy more. I'm like, oh, I told him to his face. I'm like, you're a shit coiner. I'm like, your token is based on Bitcoin going up, and your token is worth nothing. Like, he's like, yes, but people don't think like that. I'm like, he knew what he was <laughs> no, doing, bro. Know, every know, but it's That's not the about thing. That. Like, every <laughs> single shit coiner, I'm sorry. Like, they know exactly what they're doing. There was this one thing also called Petcoin. Petcoin. Oh, I haven't heard bro. of this. Somehow I have Petcoin, not heard of this. Petcoin, bro. Petcoin 
in the Dominican Republic. Shout out to these people. Who, <laughs> okay. Like literally. What's up, Bitcoin? Dog, these people tried to make a coin that would track like high value animals. And the more they were <laughs> oh like, like God. bread or whatever, the more valuable the stock of the shit coin was. It was wild, bro. I hate this 20, story. 20, 20, <laughs> yeah. 2017, 2018 was wild. Sorry, oh, I have to stop. Man. I hate but, this story. <laughs> Well, they're all shit coins, so don't worry. People, it all goes to zero. Yeah, people think they can make a better Bitcoin and it's just like, sh- sit down, sit down. <laughs> are, are you having an emotional thing about, about dogs? Yeah, I hate thinking about the buying... The being bred. The, and, the buying and selling market of animals. I yeah. mean, I told you, I told you, this is my trauma with shit coins. It's, it's real. It's awful. These people are terrible. They need to be stopped at all costs. I want to give a shout out to... Um, Natalia, who has joined the chat. Welcome. Welcome to the chat. We love women in Bitcoin. That's for sure. For sure. Bitcoin is for everyone. And that includes women. (laughs) But we want more women, please. The parties. All of them. They're getting lonely without you. And I'm all alone. There's no one here beside me. <laughs> My boyfriend's talking to all the men and I'm just like in the corner, like uh. throwing, up, throwing up peace signs. Where yeah. the girls at? I mean, I do like this, like on many occasions we do have a good presence of women at Bitcoin brunch. And then I'm always like happy about that. But then on some other occasions I'm like, like, oh, there's no women here. It's like if one woman came, she would be the only woman. <laughs> she would be the only woman here. I think about that sometimes because I, you know, I do, I want like, I want it to be inclusive and opening and, and inviting to everyone, but sometimes you have to like get over, we've had this discussion, right? Probably. I don't know. I'm very concerned Bitcoin about it. Bitcoin is the most <laughs> inclusive and open-minded progressive technology that there is out there. So women come empower yourselves by Bitcoin today. <laughs> by Bitcoin today. Orange pill yourself now. Bitcoin is for everyone. It's for even for enemies, I don't know. For some reason, even for enemies, yeah. You take birth control, you can take the orange pill. Take yeah. the orange pill today. <laughs> oh my god, dog! I'm just throwing everything out. Like whatever. <laughs> hey, it's okay. It's Saturday. What's everybody up to? Oh, you know, just podcasting. Oh yeah, like <laughs> me and Chimp are such like homebodies. Like he already said, right? Like, well, I don't think it was on. You yeah, know, this is my going out. Yeah, and then the day I go to work, and that's it. <laughs> like th- this is like like one of my most social occasions on a month, you know, like on a weekly basis. Like brunch is the most social occasion I go to because there's probably three more people there than there are here right now. <laughs> Dude, you're three more people more social than I am. So uh, that's <laughs> okay, though, but you know you. what? Like it's it's we we want to curate our experiences, right? Like there's a lot of wasted time and riffraff and confused people, distracting people, manipulative people. So like, what's the point of leaving home? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, I was about to say Bitcoin will do that to you. Like that is the most Bitcoiner thing ever. Nico is at home chilling right now, obviously, because he works 24 seven on Bitcoin, but also like that we don't want to go out and spend money. Spending money means less Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. And it's also, it's, it's like a question of, is it worth it? Right? No, it's very, because we understand how expensive it is. To everybody else, it's just a $10, $15 drink. To us, it's $10, $15 that we could have put in Bitcoin. And, you know, if 
Bitcoin hits a hundred thousand, it's like five <laughs> times more. You're paying for a sixty dollar drink. Yeah, it's so definitely it's it's definitely a, more, a, a mafia. Like, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I, I definitely don't mind spending money on good experiences and good memories. That's all we have, really. But going to, you know, going out continuously and buying those drinks to really hit your pocketbook. Yeah, like, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> it, great experiences. Like, I mean, for me, the Bitcoin conference was so nice. I loved hanging out with everybody. But like doing that, like you said, every single weekend is just like, why? <laughs> well, it's. I think it's extremely fiat, you know, for you to value your money so little that you're just like living this hedonistic life. I mean, I hope you're enjoying yourself, but like, that's just fiat. That's not like if you had to work for your money, if you like, if you concerned about your community and the people around you, your friends and family, like that's not what you're doing all weekend because those things are still going on. Like the community still exists. Your friends and family still exist. So like we're building, we're building our communities, we're building the value, we're building the strength, we're building the independence. And you don't do that when, like, I mean, you know, I had my partying days, uh, but now I'm a builder, community builder mostly. Uh, but I think Bitcoin community is the most important community to be building right now because everything else is just so, like, I mean, it even happens to Bitcoin. There's so much ideology. There's so much, you know, like, no, you got to be this way and you got to be that way. And like I, one of the things I like about Bitcoin is it, it is this kind of objective thing. It doesn't matter what our subjective values are. Bitcoin is objective. Yep. It's like numbers. It's zeros and ones. There's like, can we agree what number it says on the screen? Because that's what matters. Not whether that's an, a, a justifiable number, not whether we're happy with that number, but it's that is the number that it says, and that's that's not that we we don't have that in any of the other aspects of our life. Like, you know, is this situation just or unjust? Is this painting beautiful or not beautiful? Like, we don't have any objective measures like that. <laughs> that's something that makes bitcoins very. Uh, it's a it's a universal language. I will drink to that. So, thanks for spending Saturday night with us. Catch us on modern podcast apps at podcastapps.com. That's podcastapps.com. This was Saturday Night Lit. Wanna June thank third. June 3rd. <laughs> Wanna thank our guest over here. Internet Sophie, thanks for being here. Thank this you was guys Chimp. for having me. This is Captain Brunch. Peace. <laughs>